Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though. And links to all of those resources are in the show notes. In this episode, I'm talking with Melissa Finlay, a women's holistic nutritionist about all things hormones, stress, fertility, and why nourishing your body is essential for good health. Rachel and I am obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor, and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist, a natural fertility educator, and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition, and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. You're listening to the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. Want a sneak peek into the ultimate guide to your menstrual cycle? Let me walk you through everything you need to know about your period, what happens for the rest of the month, and why your fertility matters no matter what season of life you're in right now. To download your free chapter of the Mana Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual Cycle, head to manawomenswellness.com forward slash free book. Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today I am so excited to have a guest joining me for the very first time on the show. I will be talking to Mal Finlay, a qualified nutritionist who specializes in women's health. And not only is she a nutritionist, she's also a personal trainer and a Pilates instructor too. So she is a triple threat. So Mal works with women to show them how food, nutrition, and lifestyle intervention and self-care can really unlock a whole new level of energy and vitality and really assist with healing from specific issues like postnatal depletion or a diagnosed women's health condition. So in January of this year, Mel launched the Amazing Mums Academy, which is an online membership for mums that has really allowed her to be able to bring her knowledge and expertise to women and especially mums in a really accessible way. And this has also allowed 
her to build this incredible community of mums who support, understand, and really encourage each other to achieve their health and wellness goals. So Mel's a mum of two kids and she lives with her children and her hubby in the inner west of Melbourne. And her passion for nutrition was sparked when after making some poor food choices in her early 20s, she decided to make some changes, not just to her diet, but to her lifestyle. And she was surprised to find that not only did she get to a healthier weight, her whole well-being improved, including reversing painful period problems that she'd put up with for years and accepted as being normal and part of being a woman. So after giving birth to her first child and experiencing firsthand the challenges that mums face to find the time and the energy to look after their health as well as bubs, she really found that she understood her purpose to educate and empower as many mums as possible to use the power of food to energize them and to show them how self-care is such a crucial part of the picture of physical and mental health. Without further ado, Let's get started and dive into this conversation because I'm so excited to share this chat with you. I really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed it too. Hey Mel, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Rachel. I'm very, very excited to talk to you today. I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. I know you're an absolute wealth of knowledge, so let's not waste any time. We'll jump right in. So why don't we get started with you telling us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and I guess most importantly, why you do it. Okay. So my name is Mel Finlay. I'm a holistic women's health nutritionist, which means that I help women navigate women's health issues like endometriosis, PCOS and other women's health issues. Um, And I guess the reason why I do it is because I'm just so passionate about helping women. But my journey kind of started years ago, probably 10 years ago, when I started dating my now husband. And back then, you might not believe this, Rachel, but I was a pack a day smoker back then. Wow. (laughs) I would not have thought that. No. And um, he kind of gave me a couple of ultimatums and long story short, I quit smoking and that sort of sparked an interest in finding more ways to feel better because obviously quitting smoking turned my health around in so many ways and yeah, it led me down the path of women's health nutrition. That's awesome. I love hearing these personal stories like that where something has flipped the switch and then it just ends up that you want to share that knowledge with others, which is awesome. So awesome. So obviously your focus is on nutrition. So how, how can we use nutrition, not just to improve our overall health, but specifically in terms of women's health to regulate our hormones and really optimize our fertility? Yes, so nutrition plays such a big role. Nutrition and lifestyle, I would say, play the biggest role in our hormone health, um, in my opinion, because the way that we use, the way that we can use food to balance things like blood sugar can have a flow on effect to how successfully we're able to balance our hormones. And so that has a role in things like fertility because if our Female reproductive hormones, so the main ones being estrogen and progesterone, if they are out of whack a little bit, it can hinder our chances of getting pregnant. So there's that. But it can also have a flow and effect into things like our cycle health, so how we feel around that lead up to our period and whether or not we have symptoms like PMS. 
but then even more serious symptoms than that. So things like endometriosis and PCOS um, are, you know, are really affected by how healthy our hormones are and how well they're balanced. Okay. And do you have any particular tips in terms of managing those sort of that extreme end of symptoms? So for people who have endometriosis and PCOS or even just, you know, awful cramping and migraines and heavy bleeding and the things that a lot of women really struggle with month after month, do you have any particular um, tips or tricks that you can talk about to really regulate our hormones to help to manage those symptoms? Sure. So in terms of like PMS symptoms, so that those symptoms like cramping, bloating, um, mood swings, anxiety that all happen in the lead up to period time and then sometimes they cross into, you know, those menstrual days as well. Balancing our hormones through balancing blood sugar is the number one thing. So what I mean by that is balancing out our meals and our snacks and the things that we eat with macronutrients Mm-hmm. So that would be protein, healthy fats, and low GI carbs and fiber. So when you get the balance of those things right, what it does is helps to release the energy from our food in a more sustained kind of way so that we feel more energized throughout the day. So that in itself is a, a really good thing. But that stability in blood sugar, um, it directly affects how healthy our hormones are produced and how like the frequency and then that come that plays into the balance of our hormones so if we're doing that throughout the month you'll find that when you come up to that lead in time to your period that those you don't have those symptoms anymore because you've been producing healthy amounts of those hormones Um, and at the tail end of our cycle, it's really that progesterone that we want to see in really healthy levels. If we have estrogen that is dominating our progesterone levels, or we're not producing enough progesterone in itself, then we'll find that we struggle with those symptoms. Um, and then more specifically with things like endometriosis and PCOS, the hormone balance comes into play again, but also things like inflammation. So inflammation comes from having like poor gut health or when too much sugar creeps into our diet, things like stress as well can really play a part. Not to say that they don't play a part in PMS, they absolutely do, but specifically around these diseases and these conditions that women can experience, those the, the hormone balance and things like inflammation play a, a huge role. So looking at what... Um, things creep into our diet that really shouldn't be there is really key but then we can also use specific nutrients to target the healthy production of hormones and then the clearance of excess hormones like estrogen Okay. And when you talk about that inflammatory component, that really significant inflammatory component in a lot of these reproductive conditions, um, something that I always hear is that dairy is inflammatory. Mm -hmm. And so when you're experiencing these sorts of symptoms to avoid dairy, are there any particular foods or food groups that should be avoided? I'm obviously not an advocate for completely eliminating a food group. Mm. Um, But yeah, do you have any advice around that and any particular foods that could potentially aggravate that inflammation? 
Yes. So, yeah, I'm the same. I don't advocate for eliminating particular food groups or anything like that. I think that can really lead to disordered eating. And I think it is also very individual for the person. So for one person, it might well be that removing dairy products is like the, you know, it unlocks um, the key to their health and they feel so much better without dairy in their diet and the inflammation markers come down, the symptoms reduce, and we've really come to the core reason for the symptoms in the first place. But for another person, it could be something like wheat or gluten and that kind of processed white grain and that taking that out of their diet um, does the same thing as taking dairy out for another person. Um, But in general terms, things like processed sugar, and processed foods in general. So I'm talking like freezer foods, um, takeaway foods, deep fried foods, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, they cause inflammation in everybody, but the way that it manifests in women can be very unique in that it, um, you know, has a flow and effect to how these, these hormones function and the balance of hormones, things like that. And then throw in a, a diagnosis like endometriosis and it's just made so much worse when that inflammation is there and it's not being handled. Okay. So it's really just a matter of trial and error and looking at what things could potentially aggravate things for you and what things make you feel better. That's right. And And looking at things like digestive health and the Mm -hmm. symptoms around that. So Mm -hmm. really when I, when I work with women one-on-one, we go through their whole health history. Maybe there's some things in their, in their past health history that has contributed to how they're feeling today. Um, and it, you know, those kind of symptoms really give clues as to what is going on so that we can go about fixing it. Okay. That's fantastic. And are there any, any particular, like we've talked about some of the common PMS symptoms and signs that might happen month after month, but are there any particular signs that we should be looking for that really might indicate that something needs investigating further? Totally. So I always say that the symptoms of PMS, whilst they're very common in women, they are definitely not normal. So things like cramping, bloating, hormonal headaches, um, some mood swings are not normal in that time before our period. So there's PMS symptoms. So I would say that if you're experiencing those type of symptoms month in, month out, then there is something not quite right with the balance of your hormones or the levels of hormones that you're producing. So they're definitely, it definitely warrants some investigation if you're getting to a point where those symptoms are becoming debilitating or if, you know, if they're not something that you're easily able to, to work through yourself, then getting some help is I think definitely necessary. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started.
I love, I love that idea of it's common, but it's not normal because I think PMS symptoms have just become so normalized today. And, you know, you talk about it amongst your friends and it's, oh, I feel awful. And it's just this complete negative perception of everything that happens at that time of the month. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like I remember going to high school with a girl who had to take days off school every month and we just thought, oh, well, that's, you know, that sucks. But it's not until looking back now that you think, wow, that's actually so extreme and the complete completely debilitating effect that would have on someone's life so yeah I think I think it's just such an important thing to remember that common does not mean normal and go and get investigated if and when that's right and when we're teenagers I think when we first get our period in some ways those symptoms are much more common and can be normal in that where our body is still learning how to utilize these hormones and Um, we kind of build pathways for our neurons and things to utilize these hormones and um, get a healthy cycle going. But having said that, definitely, you know, when it is debilitating, that is something that needs to be addressed really early on. And I think that's where sometimes our health system fails us because, yeah, there is this um, sort of feeling that we just need to sort of deal with it and, and just move, you know, get on with things. Um, and I feel like that is half the reason why lots of lots of women turn to things like con- hormonal contraceptives to Absolutely. to regulate this stuff because they don't know any other solution. Um, but what that's doing is not actually fixing the issue; is just slapping a band aid on it. And then you know, down the track, when you want to have children, it can be really devastating. Absolutely, because all those symptoms come back and you know, it's just this whole new path of having to get them investigated then when you're ready for the next stage of life. Um, So I guess that's a really nice segue because I I guess I'm sort of in that window of time at the moment where I guess I'm I'm preparing my body for pregnancy, but not yet trying, but Mm -hmm. I know it's coming soon. And so I'm being really mindful about what I'm eating and how my body, I guess, how my body behaves from one month to the next during my menstrual cycles um, and how I can really look after my health to optimize my fertility so that when we are ready to say, okay, let's do this. Um, yeah. So it's purely selfish, selfish (laughs) question here, (laughs) but what are your top tips for women in that same stage of stage of life as me? So not yet pregnant, but that's the plan in the next one or two years when, you know, we're potentially ready to stop taking the pill if we've been on the pill and we really need to start, I guess, tuning into our body so that we can get pregnant quickly and healthily. So how do we create the best possible environment in our bodies for that? I'm going to be be stalking your Instagram now waiting for the pregnancy announcement. So I think the first thing that I would advise uh, ladies like yourself in that, in that time is definitely if you are on the pill to think about now is the time to come off the pill to give your body a chance to start regulating And just make sure that everything's, you know, working well before you decide to start trying. It's really no good to come off the pill and just assume that everything's going to be fine and then, you know, you'll have a cycle and you'll be good to go because often it doesn't work that way. Sometimes it does, but often not. Um, So that would be the first step. And secondly, I think starting to really track your cycle to understand what's going on in your body so understanding 
what your regular cycle looks like, what, you know, how many days into your cycle you are ovulating, uh, because obviously that's your fertile window, mm-hmm. and making sure that the second half of your cycle as well is long enough to, um, you know, carry a healthy pregnancy, which is something I think you know quite a lot about being a fertility specialist. Yes, that's my absolute favourite thing to talk yeah. about. <laughs> but I guess do you want to touch more on that second half of the cycle? Because obviously that's such, it's so important to have uh, well the luteal phase that we're talking about there. Mm-hmm. That we obviously want that to be long enough to support the pregnancy. Is there anything more you want to you want to talk about uh, in that regard? So after we, well, I guess let's talk about ovulation too. So so ovulation time, um, I think, you know, obviously that's the most important part of our cycle when we're trying to get pregnant. And often what I'm finding with women is that they actually don't really know the signs uh, of ovulation. Mm -hmm. So tracking their fertile mucus, um, you know, changes in their cervix, um, changes in their mood, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that I think is key to understanding those things is key to obviously understanding when your fertile window is. And then, yeah, so knowing, being able to track when ovulation is to then the, you know, day one of your period, that window of time called the um, the luteal phase, it needs to be long enough to allow a fertilized egg to implant mm-hmm. um, and then start to develop into an, um, you know, a viable pregnancy and progesterone is the key to that. So if we don't have enough progesterone um, being produced in that second half of our cycle, we can really struggle to fall pregnant and stay pregnant. Um, and I don't, you might be able to tell me cause off the top of the head, I can't quite remember how many days I think it needs to be at least is it 14 days at least sort of 10 or 11 generally yeah Yeah. ideally ideally a little bit longer ideally they can be anywhere between about 10 and 17 days Um, yeah generally if it's longer than 18 days you're pregnant (laughs) Um, but but yeah ideally between 10 and 17 days but it really needs to be that at least sort of 10 11 days to be able to that's right yeah have a vibe that's also I think why it's so so important to know when you ovulate because you need to then be able to understand how long your luteal phase is and if it's a really short one that is not conducive of pregnancy so then obviously you need to do some work there Um, and whether it's talking to your doctor or seeing a specialist or nutritionist or fertility specialist um, you need to do some work to get that progesterone happening so that you have um, best possible outcomes in pregnancy. And do you have any nutrition advice on that front in order to naturally boost progesterone? So I've heard of things like seed cycling, which I do, but it's one of those things that I don't really know if it's working for me or not. Yeah, yeah. um, Things like that to be able to naturally regulate your hormones. Yes. So yes, seed cycling, I think it really, it does help a lot of women. And I, i prescribe seed cycling a lot actually in, in my practice oh, um, and what that is is using specific seeds um, in the first half of your cycle to really boost estrogen and have healthy levels of estrogen um, and then in the second part of your cycle is to um, boost progesterone but also help to clear any excess estrogen that might be offsetting your levels of progesterone to get that nice healthy balance that we were talking about earlier. 
Um, so seed cycling is definitely something to look into. I think when, you know, you're trying to regulate your period and when, if you've come off the pill, it can be really, really helpful mm-hmm. because um, post-pill syndrome can really mess with those progesterone levels. So just giving it a little bit of a help, helping hand is really, you know, can be really helpful. Um, and something else that is so easy and cheap to do is to have um, some Brazil nuts in your day. So three Brazil nuts um, is like a really great amount to be having because they are so full of selenium and selenium is really, really key for boosting progesterone levels. Um, So there's some nutritional tips, but also um, stress. So looking at stress in your life and figuring out ways to, handle really stressful situations in a much um in a better way and also just ongoing stress um relief techniques so things like meditation of course mindfulness but then also finding tools that work for you to really help you come out of that fight or flight mode when you find yourself in it and back into rest and digest mode because if we continue to get super stressed out could be like a work deadline. It could be maybe you've already got some kids and, um, you know, they're stressing you out, which is <laughs> at, at this point in time is probably what's happening. Highly likely. Yeah. yeah highly likely. <laughs> um, that, that high cortisol level. So cortisol being the stress hormone can really wreak havoc on the balance of our hormones. It, it drives up estrogen. And so therefore our poor old progesterone is being outnumbered and that can lead to, um, yeah, some pesky period symptoms, but also it doesn't help with fertility. No. Okay. And you actually have a free stress busting toolkit for your audience as well. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that while we're talking about stress? Sure. Yes, sure. So, um, after this second lockdown started, (laughs) I decided that, um, myself included and, you know, other women around me could really use some just practical tools to help us reduce our stress. And so what I've put in, I went, I reached out to some, some friends and I came back with some really good resources like a, um, hypnotherapy track by my good friend, Ash, who happens, she's a hypnotherapist, but she was also in my mother's group. So we're really dear friends. And so she's recorded something for me, um, that is really helpful in just, getting ourselves out of that high stress kind of situation and just to really sort of downregulate and just help ease those, um, that cortisol and bring us back to that rest and digest. And also a meditation track for sort of end of the day winding down um, so that we can get really restful sleep, which is a a big part of um, hormone production and balance as well. Um, and a few other tools in there from myself as well on how to, um, how, what I give my clients to help them with their stress as well. That's amazing. I I cannot wait to 
as soon as we stop recording, I will be going and downloading those hypnotherapy <laughs> end of the day relaxation. Yeah. That's exactly what I need. Oh, I think yeah. a lot of people need that at the moment. For those listening, Mal and I both live in Melbourne. So the state of Victoria, which is not winning at our no. coronavirus at the moment. So we're in the middle yeah. of our stage four strict lockdown. So for anyone else in Melbourne who is listening, um, you will definitely benefit from that stress busting toolkit. Um, totally. So Mel, where else, where else can we go to learn more about everything that you else you can offer? Oh, sure. So, uh, Instagram is where I give all of my tips and tricks and some recipes and things like that as well. Um, so my Instagram handle is at Mel Finlay underscore nutritionist. And my website is www.melissafinlaynutritionist.com. So no AU on the end there. Um, and you can find all my services there, including my online membership, which is called the Amazing Mums Academy, which is an online membership for mums. Um, I teach them how food and nutrition and lifestyle really um, play a big role in energy levels and mental clarity and how they feel on a daily basis. Amazing. And you have a special deal for that at the moment. Is that right? A trial? Yes, I do. Yes. So at the moment I'm offering a 20 day trial of the Amazing Mums Academy for $15. So you can come in and take a look around and be part of the online community as well and just see what it's all about and, and start learning amazing so go and check that out as well go and check Mel out she is an absolute wealth of knowledge she has so many amazing resources available even just her Instagram stories I will sit there and watch and learn things every time so (laughs) highly recommend going and checking her out (laughs) so let's wrap things up with one last question if you could go back and talk to your teenage self about your health and your body what is the one thing that you would tell her oh that's such a good question ah I think it would be to honour your body and honour the things that your body does for you rather than focus on aesthetic, which I think is just, it's such a common thing I think as teenagers, isn't it? To Absolutely. Just constant, like just focus on what we look like rather than the value that our body brings and, you know, our brain is just so much more important than how big our bum is, you know? (laughs) And I think, yeah, I think it's something that, you know, you tell a teenager that and they'd roll their eyes and say, yeah, yeah, beauty's within, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, Uh, Yep, as you get older, you you absolutely realise that it's not the size of your bum (laughs) that matters. Exactly, and I think, um, and you will one day know this too, Rachel, but when you give birth, um, you just feel so appreciative of your body because it is absolutely an amazing tool. It's just like women's bodies are just the most amazing thing in the world to me, I think. They are. They are. Yeah. The whole, just the whole idea that we can grow something inside of us and give something life and feed it and exactly you know, nourish it. It's just, it's incredible. And yeah. I am, I am. I'm so excited to actually. <laughs> I'm so excited for myself. <laughs> <laughs> So I will be picking your brain a lot over the next (laughs) little while. (laughs) Is there anything else, anything else that you'd like to talk about or share or have we, uh, we've covered a lot of things? uh, I think, well, one one last thing I'll say to your listeners is that if you feel like things are not quite right um, with your cycle or with your body in general to really advocate for yourself with your doctor 
And if they brush it off and just tell you that these things are normal and you know that they're not, then that's the time to go and speak to somebody else and you're well within your rights to get a second opinion. Um, And you're also well within your rights when if you do get some testing done and they say that everything is normal, for you to get a copy of those test results and bring them to someone like myself who could have a look and maybe pick up on some things that maybe maybe they're normal as in within normal range on the test but not optimal and for lots of people not optimal is not good enough in terms of how they feel on a daily basis absolutely i think that is such such incredible advice i think that it's so common that people are brushed aside and they mm. they get into the habit of thinking you know well the doctor knows best so it must all be it must yeah, all be fine, but something's right. not right. So, so yeah, many I times think... I've looked at tests and, um, you know, the, the client has said to me, oh, the doctor said everything's fine, and I look at the tests and I'm thinking, Every, no, everything's not Everything fine, everything's not, not fine yeah. at all. So there's really a big discrepancy there, I think. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think that's I think that's what both of our both of our missions are with the work that we're doing as well. The more information that women have about their bodies and the more informed they are, then the less dependent they are on the healthcare professionals. They can advocate for themselves with more confidence and they have a better understanding of what's actually happening in their body. And when they do Absolutely. need those second opinions, they have the confidence to go out and get them and get the answers that they want. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely fantastic advice, Mel. Thank you. all right we'll wrap it up there thank you so much for your time I as always have learned a lot from chatting with you so I really appreciate you joining me oh thanks Rachel it was so good Ah, I absolutely love speaking with Mel. She is such a wealth of knowledge and I always learn something every time I speak to her. So make sure you check out the show notes for today's episode at manorwomenswellness.com forward slash post forward slash Mel Finlay Nutrition. Um, Everything that we talked about in today's episode, all of the links, we'll have everything there waiting for you for you to check her out more because as I said, she is an absolute treasure trove of information. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've got any suggestions for interviews, if there's anyone that you'd like me to chat to, let me know because I love having people on to be able to uh, start picking their brain and get some more information from them because I think we can all learn from that. All right, we'll leave it there. I will see you next week where we have a very special episode waiting for you. Until next time. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Mana Women's Wellness, slide into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit manawomenswellness.com forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone. Wear the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. 
Tempdrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where Tempdrop steps in to provide clear science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my Tempdrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash Tempdrop for more information.